Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Horror Bites on Safe Room, the show where we highlight short indie horror games and the people who make them. I'm stupid enough to go deeper into the cursed bunker, and I'm joined by Talos One HR Officer Jake Krieger. This week we visit an old favourite in a new way, and then tuck into some old school horror puzzling. These games can be found on Itch.io, and if you play them and enjoy them, make them happy little games by helping the developers out with a few coins, or maybe even just following the project. So, Jay, this week you've brought us Prey, but not quite. So this is a retro demake of Prey, mm. and if people want to find this on Itch.io, don't type in Prey, type in PR8, yes. and this is from Howkdev. And in this demake, it abandons the first-person perspective in favor of a top-down one. And so two levels from Talos 1 have been recreated and are filled once again with Typhon threats, familiar gear, and a surprising amount of physics gameplay. Yep. So I'll start by saying that with demakes, it's always kind of hit or miss, right? Are they going to be able to truly capture what the gameplay style is like of the game that they are demaking? And I would say with this, it has to fundamentally rewrite some of the approaches of gameplay, mm. right? I think you'd probably agree. This is more arcadey in nature and in feel, yes. but that is a, you know, a byproduct of this being top mm. down, right? So you have to make certain concessions from a gameplay standpoint. That being said, you know, this is a really faithful recreation of not only the environments themselves, but I think that it's overall, it does the best job of trying to have some semblance of an immersive sim quality where it's like you can go, it gives you a couple of different pathways. You can interact and change around the environment, which is part of that physics system. So you can like drag crates and whatnot. You can use your wrench to smash through windows and whatnot. I'm not going to say that there's multiple uh, gameplay options, really. It's like one or two yeah. different things. But overall, you know, the fact that this demake and it being more action oriented still has some semblance of the identity of the game that it mm. is, of course, uh, a homage to, I was a fan of. And the way in which this retains some semblance of horror, I was a really big fan of. Not only the Typhon little scurriers that can, you know, blend in with environments, they return and 
they are genuinely pretty hard to pick out environments yeah. because of the fact that they can transform in a manner quite like in the uh, base game or the original Prey. And more importantly than that, though, you have this basically like a cone for your flashlight, essentially, mm. and there's a fog of war. So you're not looking from a top down and then you can see the entire contents of the space station. It's more room to room. And as soon as you look in a certain direction, all of a sudden that's illuminated. Yeah. And that does a good job, I think, of transitioning terror and tension from a first person perspective mm -hmm. to the top down, much like, you know, Darkwood, yes. which we covered recently. Um, and, you know, I think it has a good atmosphere, it has some environmental storytelling a little bit, just in terms of, you know, certain sections of the ship looking as they should based on, you know, the contents that would be in a certain section of them. Uh, you know, there's some uh, blood smears on walls or on floors that basically give you an indication of, oh, I can go in this direction and there might be something over mm -hmm. there. Um, I would say that from the combat standpoint, which I'm most interested to hear your thoughts on, I'm somewhat split on it because I think that, you know, it is a good representation of, you know, transitioning it to a more action-y style that fits that perspective. Yeah it's just not always the most accurate. And I think that has to do with the fact that, you know, the enemies are very, very jumpy uh, as they are in, of course, the uh, original game. But here, you know, when you take hits as heavily as you do, and then your weapons don't deal a whole lot of damage. Sometimes when I'm trying to aim in a direction and click at the same time, it just ends up like spinning in a circle, almost like a top. And then I miss three hits and then my health is, is down like 75% after one encounter. So <laughs> From that aspect, you know, it's quite challenging, I would say, mm. um, whether that is intended or it's a byproduct of maybe looser controls than there should have been or something along those lines. But um, I would say overall, you know, I was really pleased with this um, demake and just how it was able to capitalize on that perspective in a way that made sense for the type of game it was making. And I think it, you know, adapted it as best it could, despite, you know, some uh, criticisms about combat. Yeah. Um, but how did you find this? Yeah, I was you know, when I saw the pick initially, I didn't think any of it until I looked into it. Oh, it's prey like that. It's like so that was uh, so I was very curious to find out how it would go. And yeah, even early on, as you say, it kind of gives you a flavor of what it is and what it's doing and how it translates you know, many of those qualities that prey has into this top-down environment. Yeah, you know, it, it's difficult to do, I'd imagine, because there's so much you lose. By not having you know, a three-dimensional environment, um, but and from top down as well, that restricts you further in terms of what you can and cannot see. But you know, I think there's pretty good ideas here in terms of what they're doing. You know, I think the combat. I, I yeah, I'm with you in the sense that it is a bit swing and a miss, but that's one of the big complaints about prey in the first place. Uh, when especially when it comes to melee combat, you know. Um, you know, getting hitting mimics is one of the biggest bastards in that game anyway you know, and um so anytime you can you want to shoot it with something bigger than hitting it with anything else um but yeah I, I think it goes quite well i mean it's quite weird that we you know only recently talked about darkwood you know and we, you know the systems being very similar in terms of like you know swinging back and hitting like that and the stamina meters and it's cool how it still feels kind of like prey in that regard whilst you know being top down and being very different yeah it's obviously got those limitations you know for what it is it's demake that's the reason you know 
But um, yeah, I think it at least captures the flavour of what it's doing. And that's really all you want to achieve, I think, is you know, make it feel like it could be a remake you know, of that or like Prey was a remake of this. Yeah, that's what, that's what the way you always want to look at a remake is would this feasibly be like, oh yeah, they remade this game into this sort of thing. Yeah, you, you kind of see that with this. So, yeah, I, I think while it's not always pleasant to play, you know, in terms of, like you said, with that, uh, filliness of the combat. Um, part of that is on purpose. Part of that is just unfortunate. You know, I think just needs a bit of fine tuning, maybe. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, quite enjoyed it for what it is. And like I said, it recreates some prey bits quite well, especially the mimic stuff. Uh, I really liked how they, you know, that's the big thing you want to take from that game if you're going to make it into a demake is to have those mimics and the uh, things they do. So yeah. And, you know, and that and just like moving books out of the way, finding hidey holes and things to crawl through. Yeah, as a sort of micro version of it. Good job. Good job, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, before we're going to have our second pick shortly. But before we do, we will take a suitably short break. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. We are now onto our second game of the week, and this is Yumichi's Echoes from the Abyss. This sees Maya, the daughter of a former soldier, venture into an abandoned military bunker in search of answers about her father's past. What she finds there is naturally unpleasant. Um, <laughs> so this begins like a lot of games we've seen, um, especially in the 3D space. We've just been talking about a game that's, you know, recreating a very 3d game in a 2d top-down manner and here we have you know, the other side of it something that kind of feels quite prey-esque in other ways in terms of what it has mm. um it's very reminiscent of early survival horror but visually kind of like a level above it you know it's not quite psx style thing it's that ps2 yeah. sort of thing you know it, it's more mm -hmm. that early you know, 90 late 90s pc i think would be the best way to describe it and straight from the off, it does a very bold thing which is to say that, you know, you the door to the bunker is like, you can leave whenever you want. That's it. 
there's no, oh, you're trapped down here, you can't get out. It's very much a case of your curiosity will give you as much as you want out of this game. So you can literally just start the game, go in, walk out, and that's it. <laughs> like that. And you will get messages um, from the game basically telling you what it thinks of that, you know, depending on how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I thought that was immediately very intriguing. But like the puzzles were really cool to do, you know, um, just looking around, just figuring things out. Like, you know, there's a keypad early on where you're basically figuring out numbers by, you know, how blood smeared certain numbers are and trying to work it out. And yeah, it's intuitive in that sense because it's not giving things away in the same thing. There's also like this map puzzle about countries and saying, you know, you've got to go do this padlock where, you know, you have to put up, down, left, right, or right, depending to for the combination. And, you know, you get this list of countries and it's like, can you look at the map from where you are and basically figure out, you know, it doesn't tell you where the countries are, by the way. So you're like, you have to kind of have some geography knowledge, which you know, being in Europe makes it a lot easier because you kind of sure. <laughs> you have a better idea. But yeah, any game that suddenly gets you to get a notepad or your phone out to sort of write something down and go, okay, yeah, that, 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 that is always fun. And, you know, I found that happening more than once. Now, I love as well that this immediately is like giving you unnerving vibes when you come into these early sections and like it's you know, blood smeared here, there and everywhere. And the further you get into it, the more demented it gets, the more gory it gets, the more bodies are around. And, you know, you, you have to go around different things, go through vents, collect key cards and see more and more fucked up stuff. You know, rooms just trashed and full of gore and yeah, it, it's doing that thing that we've been talking about a lot recently, which is, you know, encouraging you to just co- to get dragged further into what it's doing, you know, and like having that option is like you can leave at any time, but at the same time, you're very mm-hmm. much compelled, like, well, it tells me I've got to go find this key card or this safe thing and like that. And it's all very simple in a way, but it still works, you know, it, it's, it's enough that you are feeding your curiosity. It's a short game, so it's not going out of its way to make you do much backtracking either. But uh, and yeah, it's all very rudimentary puzzles. You know, like go oh, find a valve, you know, find the key card, find the, the code for the key, the door, that sort of thing. But all the time you're doing that, you know, you're getting these little visual cues as to something going wrong, little hallucinations, and things start coming up, and yeah. You know, it's one of those great examples of taking very established you know, horror tropes into these kind of games and still making it feel fresh. You know, it's the right combination of parts, you know, and uh, it's a retro style game that actually feels like something of its era, you know, in so many ways, you know, in terms of the storytelling. Lack of combat you know, is quite interesting in that regard because, in a way, you're almost like itching for it that there should be some, and then like, but yeah, you know, the way the game goes, it's like it's doing things a certain way. You know, you are doing it the way you're supposed to do it. So yeah, it's. I was intrigued as usual by you know what it looked like from the outset, from the page and stuff like that. But yeah, I did not expect it to be as deep and involving. You know, it's really impressive. And I looked at the developers' earlier work, and it was like only one of their games was horror before this, and everything else is very different. Mm. It's like really impressed you know to shift genre like that and make a game like this you know already <laughs> it's uh yeah wow you know 
I mean, and the good thing is if you don't, you know, get on with the puzzles, they even have a guide for the puzzles if you feel that you're stuck. So, okay, so if you want to do that, you can have that. But yeah, so, you know, having a bit of accessibility in that sense and whilst making an experience that is interesting. Um, yeah, I really like this one. How about you? Yeah, I was really impressed with this and mostly because of the level of refinement. Like you said, lots of variables in this are very familiar at this point, but the level to which they have been crafted and I think overall, you know, the functionality of everything was just, was very, very impressive. Um, you know, this felt honestly like uh, Penumbra mm. from, you know, Frictional yeah. Games and, you know, and even, uh, you know, a Amnesia to a certain extent. But um, this was something that I was really impressed with because of the fact that, you know, the puzzles felt like they were hearkening back to a little bit less of a handholding yeah. or to the degree that they didn't feel like it was completely spelled out for you. You actually had to do a little digging in a given environment, um, which I was a fan of. But as you said, at the same time, you know, there's accessibility options there where you can find a guide or this or that. Um, I think the pacing was really important because mm. that's something that we talk about a lot with these first person experiences. And more often than not, these first person experiences tend to front load the horror. Yeah. And here it's, you know, backloaded in a way that really makes it conducive to the story that's being told because you're able to see the ramifications of what's happened, start to get little breadcrumbs of information from the journals and diary entries that you pick up. And then once you start to have an understanding, then you actually see the results yeah. of what is going on uh, or actually seeing, you know, what is responsible for it, which was really, really slick pacing, I think, yes. in terms of atmosphere, story, a puzzle here, a puzzle there, and then really, you know, getting uh, the horror front and center towards the back half of this. I, like you, I loved the fact that I could just bail at the very beginning, which I tried <laughs> because of the fact that I turned around and looked at the door and it was like, you're leaving already. Yeah. And it like gave me some shit for that, um, which I think also, you know, from a narrative standpoint, kind of puts you in that character's shoes a little bit, yeah. right? Because it's like, it's not that there's some threat that's keeping you there. You've been locked in. It's that you want to find out what happened to your father yeah. when he was stationed here back in whatever it was, the sixties, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I think again, the level of polish here was really, really strong. You know, if you think about something like interacting with the diaries and the notes that you find, you know, not only do you have a text box of what is the diary, but then you have a 3D diary page or notebook that you can, you know, literally read yeah. what was written in their own handwriting. And then you could like spin it around to analyze it, which you don't have to do, but it's just those little details that make it more involving. Um, so I thought that that was really great. And I was a fan of the fact that the puzzles didn't feel like they were just kind of the same one note type of thing, but maybe it's, you know, it's got the theme of it's in the medical bay this time, or it's in, you know, the chief's room or something, but all the puzzles are very different uh, from what came before it, which was nice, which has likewise this sort of building, um, I suppose, of, you know, difficulty, whether it be logic based mm -hmm. or just, again, pushing the player to explore more of the facility itself. Um, and, you know, like with the map that auto updates, yes. um, which was really, really great, which, you know, is a feature that would spend in the amnesia games. Um, but I was surprised, I suppose, to see something like that, which, you know, could be an afterthought or it could be difficult to implement, but this game does a really good job of ensuring that the player never feels frustrated to the degree that they get lost or something like that. But it also doesn't have this very blatant, like handholding, 
that sometimes you anticipate, which is, you know, an X on the map, go here, or, you know, God forbid, a big, uh, you know, arrow pointing you in the direction you're supposed to go, in which then it's like, okay, well, I don't feel like I'm exploring. I'm basically going on a guided tour at that yeah. point. Uh, yeah, it's got a subtlety to it that means you don't really get lost or frustrated. It kind of guides you gently without, you know, big yellow things or whatever. It, it, the structure of what it is is small enough that you can basically figure out wherever you've got to go next by just a bit of an investigation. You know, initially when you in that first bit and you know you are in a point you know both doors are locked you have to do the keypad thing and you're trying to figure it out like stuff like that and you know you've scoured everything can't find the reason for it and then you, you just sort of sit there looking at the keypad thinking and thinking well yeah these are covered in blood and these aren't and is there a pattern to what i'm doing here is it if i press it in this order or that order is that what I'm doing? and i like that it just gets you just sat there thinking about it you know and the way the game is there's no urgency with it, you know, in terms of like, you, know, you are voluntarily going deeper into this place and, you know, that's the consequence in the end. But, um, yeah, I think that's a really good way of structuring things, you know, like I said, smooth, you know, really smoothly done throughout. Yeah. And last thing I'll say that, again, just speaks to the polish is that when you, of course, are in the facility for the first time, there's certain barriers that prevent you, of mm. course, from proceeding. But the further into the game you get and there's a need for backtracking that's changed, which again is, uh, it saves you probably 20 seconds of backtracking. But again, it's just a smart implementation of allowing the player to never really lose steam yeah. in their playthrough. Granted, it's not a terribly long experience. It's probably 20 minutes, but at the same time, you know, for an experience that we've seen time and time again, that are not nearly this polished no, or filled with stuff. You know, it's like, it is just, you know, it's 20 minutes that is just there in, in everything. There's no aimless wandering. There's no ratcheting out the playtime by having like a sequence that just goes on for ages where nothing's really happening. It is just like, no, you're in there. You, it's going to take you as long as it takes to figure these things out. And so that that's good. You know, that's nothing has been wasted there. You know, it's, Again, the best examples we get are games that are short, but they've using that time efficiently to get everything in there and it not feel rushed, you know, which is good. So, yeah, um, a corker, this one. Okay, so that's us wrapping things up. Um, but as ever, if you are a developer of an indie horror game, demo concept or game jam entry, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us a DM at SaferingPod on Twitter. Uh, or saferingpod at gmail.com for email if you'd like to be highlighted or interviewed there. And you can also head to the DMs of Horrorbytes underscore SR on Twitter as well if you'd like to be promoted there. Jay, a pleasure as always. And we will see you all next week. In the meantime, we'll keep on searching for more Horrorbytes. Bye.